What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is, wow, March the 4th, about 10 o'clock in the morning. It is a Saturday morning. I'm here with my good friend, Tim McLeod. And Tim, I thought we were in lock stock on a sleeper because I have been thinking that I really like Parker Meadows uh, at some point, either this season or next. And you brought him up as a sleeper. I'm going, wow, I like him too. And you go, well, he's in the notes. <laughs> so I'm assuming you brought him up because he was in the notes. <laughs> I, I do I do read occasionally, not all the time, but once in a while. I don't even funny. remember what I wrote, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness, my goodness. Oh. Yeah, so let's talk about Parker Meadows, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? He's off to a great start. Four for ten, couple home runs. Uh, I think it's a great call uh, for the second half. Uh, but the Tigers got to sort a few things out first. Like Badu's off to a you know fairly good spring, as is Riley Green. They got Austin Meadows. Uh, Kerry Carpenter might see some time in the outfield when he's not DHing, uh, sharing that with Miggy. And Matt Veerling is really having a good spring. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I think it's a guarantee that Green and Meadows are in there, but between Badu and Verling and, you know, Parker, there's a lot of options. I, I, I think I think we could see a brother-brother outfield maybe in the second half. So I, uh, I added Parker Meadows to, I think he was available in three dynasty leagues, and I added him in the supplemental draft, got him in the eighth round. And Sweet. I had talked to somebody... About a month ago, this was after we had already published the Detroit Tigers system, and I wrote about him there, and I feel like I write about him every year, Timmy, and he's like, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Who knows? So yeah. th- this guy told me that the, the, the Tigers had changed the swing midseason or about sometime in July. He had gone back to his old swing, the thing that got him drafted in the second round, and he saw him, and he looked great. Mm. Um, and he said, watch out for him in spring training because I think he's going to make some noise. Uh, okay. okay, great. So I said, I'm, it's the eighth round of the supplemental draft. I'm going, what the hell? <laughs> let me dr- it's let the me eighth dr- round of the subdraft. Yeah. <laughs> it's an updraft. <laughs> this is a guy I'm probably going to dr- drop. Let me, 
Let me just, I, I think I, another jokes, the guy out of uh, the 26-year-old with the Astros, another guy that I just grabbed who had like 30 home runs and 27 stolen bases last year, but he's blocked everywhere. Let me just grab him, see what happens. And uh, and, and Parker Meadows starts, is having a really good spring. He's making yeah. some noise. So I think I'm going to keep him now, Timmy. There could be something there. There could be, especially when you look at uh, – the potential flux in that outfield. You know what I mean? You, there's a lot There's a lot more questions right now than there is answers. And who knows how things are going to shake down. You know what I mean? It's 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 a decent dirt, dirt toss. The Tigers, are, the Tigers are terrible. So, I mean, if he yeah, can even play, he's, he'll, he'll get a chance at some yep. point. I did a uh, two podcasts I've got lined up real release for next week. Uh, okay. And I... I do sleeper rookies, Timmy, in terms of guys they like, and sleepers, and, and Meadows was one of those, along yeah. with Michael Garcia, or Michael Garcia with the Kansas City Royals, another guy who can play a little bit. There is absolutely no room at the end for him. I have no idea how he gets a chance to play, but is Massey very good? Uh, I don't think so. So I, you know, it's guys like that that is throughout. It's the Tim McLeod yeah. pondering thoughts with well, these players. Yeah, and you know what? You find players like that. Mm-hmm. You look at circumstances and possible opportunities. Yeah, it's one of the reasons that I liked uh, Samad Taylor in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. The, the same, the same sort of logic, you know. Nicky Lopez and Massey, I, I don't think long-term either one of those are the answers. And they traded for Taylor, so they must have saw, there must be something there that they like, right? That is right. Yeah, it's another yeah. good. I think the third, yeah. who's playing third base for the Royals? I looked at that as well. I didn't think much of who was playing third base. Is it third. Dozier? Uh, it's probably probably uh, Hunter Dozier. Uh, I'm hoping for 20 games out of Bobby Witt there. That would be very, very nice. Uh, but right now, uh, yes, it's Hunter Dozier. I would assume yeah. if Bobby Witt yeah. Jr. wants to play shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to play shortstop. That would be my guess. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, that would be my that would be my guess at all, but man, I'd love to see 20 games at third base. Yeah, that, <laughs> I think everybody was. So Tim, how's your yeah. week been? It's uh we're, we're starting to get into draft season. We're done our our the day is our final week actually. We're going to be talking the closer report, but most of the draft prep at least from a podcast is now done and yeah. are are you did you draft any teams this week? Ah, uh, did I draft any teams? No, I didn't. Uh, wow. I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to think back. No, uh, no drafts this week. I've got uh, Tote Wars coming up next week. And then I've got a fairly sizable gap. And I've got uh, two or three the last week of spring training with mm. nothing in between. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, hey, it's it's all about tracking what's going on day to day, monitoring injuries, looking at playing time opportunities, and it's going to be a little different for me in tow because I'm drafting in probably the tenth, eleventh spot somewhere in there. Interesting. So I'll get a little bit of a different look, and mm. also probably play a little bit of a different game. Yeah, Bobby Witt might be available yeah. tonight. That's who I got in the oh. Gladiator League. You got him in a league. You pick tenth, right? So that seems to be where he's going. 
Yeah, it, it's in the right area. Uh, you know, Vlad Jr. is also there. Uh, there's some interesting picks. I, I, I could I could see myself potentially moving up a player in that spot. Mm-hmm. Depending on, you know, depending on what's stolen bases. Obviously, if if Whit Junior is there, that makes the decision very fairly easy for me. But I have a feeling he won't be. Let me ask you a question. Um, so, so I'm assuming in Tout Wars, can you move players around uh, on Fridays? Do you have a chance to reset your lineup, or is it once a week? It's once a week. Um. How do you feel about Shoei Otani taking Shoei Otani in the first round? Well, in tote, Shoei Otani is treated as two players. Oh, really? Oh, yes. So that's that's look, yeah. That's yeah, just I, not I, right. I, that's not right. I agree. I agree. It, I it's agree. not right. It's uh, that's awful. I mean, the people yeah. don't play those kind of leagues, Timmy. You you gotta. You gotta mm-hmm. have the rules so that fits what everybody else is doing, so people can learn. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I uh, totally agree with you. Uh, right, well, that uh, I was going to have a fun discussion with. Well, let let's say it's non-tout wars because I have yeah. Shohei Otani in a dynasty league. Timmy, and I, he's look, he's a great player. Uh, as you say, it's yeah. one of the best players ever. But mm-hmm. golly, Timmy, when you got a guy that that's he's that good and he can play both hitter and pitcher, mm-hmm. I mean. He can be a tough guy to add in the first round. Uh, my 20 team at the end of the month, if I'm sitting between 6 and 10, yeah, Otani is going to be my is going to be my target. Interesting. Because, again, we've got Friday moves, right? So if he's pitching at the end of the week, beginning of the week, you, you know he is only going to pitch once a week, right? Mm-hmm. So... Again, if he's pitching the first four days of the week, you have him in your lineup as a pitcher. On Friday, move him into your offense. Okay, so, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and utilize your thought process when it comes to Otani from last year. It, it didn't so work. I, get, I was it, I, it, I've been chomping it, at the bit to say it's and maybe I'm not as smart as you, but mm. I with four in that league, you've got four bench slots. So right. And you want to have a lot of pitchers in that league because you're able to have those alternatives in uh, pitchers. So you'd like, you'd like the, to have – it's a save and hold oh, yeah. league. So I used some – and I wound yep. up with not a lot of hitters. So mm-hmm. I was putting a poor hitter in place of Shoei Otani, and that was my problem there. And he's you – know, so anyway, he's utility, so that's that's limited there as well in terms of where you can put him. Yeah, I think one of the keys to making that work because you've got to have one reserve bat that is capable of being basically an everyday player. That that is the key, I think, to making that work. It's a you, tough, you, that's a tough call. You're going to have to. It is. You're going to have oh, yeah. to accommodate for that because in that league, because it's twenty teams. Really good players go uh, go quickly. <laughs> so, well, yeah, uh, you know, if I was to look at that, I would probably be, especially this year, because of the depth of pitching and the fact that holds counted point five, right? Mm-hmm. I would probably look at adding my reserve spot somewhere around the twelfth, thirteenth round, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. 
because you don't have to fill your roster first and then your reserves. All you have to do is fill all 20 slots, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So move up, move up on a bat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and fill your reserve slot in while there is still solid talent available, knowing that you can get a good setup guy or two later on to fill things out, right? Does yeah. that make sense? It does. I, I hope it works. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting. What if I, what I, if he what if you couldn't move him uh, during midweek and you just could have have to decide offense? Excuse me, uh, positional bat or a pitcher? I mean, is he a first-round pick? I'm in a unique situation. In one of my leagues, we have three keepers. Uh, uh, David Mendelssohn's league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's oh, the in, big money he, league. Yeah, exactly. And I have the opportunity to keep him at a reasonable price. Uh, I'm probably not going to keep him. Simply because I found it incredibly frustrating last year to be you know you look at the pitching stats he generated they were off the charts good you look at the hitting stats and every time every time I had him in as a pitcher he exploded as a hitter every time I had him in as a hitter he went over over 12 and pitched a gem I just found it very very frustrating locking him in for the solid for the full seven days it's it's it can be tough to watch. It really can. That's 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 been my that was my experience in your twenty team. I tried to get too cute, right. and it seemed like yep. I I overthought it, Timmy. And I would get the over twelve uh, during the week, and uh, and then I would I would it was the same thing as you. I would get the over twelve on the weekend, and he would win during the week. Uh, yeah. And I would I would basically over for uh, Shohei Otani for the week. Yeah, and. It's tough. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're playing in a daily league, oh yeah, it's, it's almost yeah. unfair if you're playing he, in a daily league. He is. He's the number. As far as I'm concerned, he's the number one pick in a daily league. Oh, there's not. There's yeah. no question. Yep. Totally yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. He's gold. Yep. Uh, so it, so so you would not in tout wars if he's available at ten. You're going to pass on him. Yes, I am. Now, I might look at him as a pitcher, as a number two pitcher. But that won't be until yeah. third or fourth round, and I don't know if I'll get him. I, I, again, I, he is going to be limited in total on both sides, both sides of the ball. Yep. Yeah, it's, he's not going to get in 550 at bats. Yep. He's not going to start 30 games, right? That's right. Yeah, so where where do you go with it? Yeah, I traded for Shohei Otani in, in DL7, mm-hmm. and I gave up Bobby Witt. Um, yeah. And it was a mistake uh, mm-hmm. because I, I, I thought I was getting – I didn't know what I was getting after I got him. Last year was the first year I owned him. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. It's yeah. it's I mean he's a great player. It's just he's tough to own. So I'm actually going to play him primarily as a pitcher this year because I have uh-huh. a strong offense, and yep. I I've got what you just talked about the ability to put in a bat that's not as good as Shohei Otani, but it's going to be close to it, and I don't have a corresponding 
pitcher that's even close to being as good as Shohei Otani as like my sixth guy. If you know what, if right. that makes any level of sense. Well, sure, and you know what, what you've got with that option is if somehow you have one of your minor league pitchers, okay, one of the guys you got stashed, or a guy that's sitting your, if they get off to a hot start, you can always make, you can always modify things and make changes and move Otani. Mm-hmm. So you still have the option if things break right for you, right? That is correct. And that's not a bad option to have. For I sure. just in read in redraft leagues, I just it's tough. I I would prefer to stay away from a situation where you know, if it's weekly leagues, I'm I'm going to pretty much stay away in redraft leagues. Yep, I I agree. It's, I, I I mean yeah. I hate to say it, but it's just he's tough, and um, yeah. that's that was and my experience last year in a twenty team league, and uh, and I same experience in DL seven as well. So yeah, yeah and I, I think the fantasy industry has handled Otani very poorly. I well, I think it it's has inconsistent. Been more about, yeah, it's more about self serving than it is about what's best for the game. Yeah, I think Yahoo at least when they first decided on what to do with Shohei Otani, he was two players. But I'm CBS and and NFBC and everybody else seems to have him as one player, and I think that's sure. better. Two players, golly, that's so cheap, man. Yeah, then, uh, then, I don't then, like it. Yeah, because then okay, then that takes out the element that we've just talked about, the frustration, mm. right? Which I think yeah. is a big mm. is a part of the game, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. do I want do I do I want to own Byron Buxton, who who could be the best player in the <laughs> league, or do I want to avoid? Those are the types of of, of the angst that you have at the draft table that I think is pretty compelling about fantasy baseball. Yeah, eliminate that with two players with Shoei Otani. Okay, well, that's yeah. no fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and you know what? We are looking at a, a hundred-year type player. We have never seen a player, basically, that has the skill set of Otani. Instead of celebrating that, we're sort of looking at punishing owners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just sort of, yeah, and again, maybe maybe that works better for on an individual owner basis, but, you know, hey, uh, I played fantasy hockey when Wayne Gretzky was dominating, and most of my leagues didn't pull him out. Yeah. You know, there, there have always been players that have Barry been, Bonds. Yeah, Ricky Henderson. You want Ricky Henderson on your fantasy team in the 80s? Yeah. Hell, hello, you know. Do we modify our game for the players, or do we accept the players being the superstars that we are that they are? Okay, and then utilize them in such fashion in our game. And I think we've sort of put the tail before the before the head here. The tail sort of, yeah. It's it's just again, it's it's a very unique situation. But I think in a lot of cases, it hasn't been handled in a fashion that I think it should have been. If if. Fantasy sports is supposed to somewhat um, mimic the real game. This yeah. is the exact same conversation that has to happen with the the Angels. Do we do we give him a week off of pitching? You know, do how many days off do we give him? Do we even allow him to pitch and to hit? All those yeah. struggles that they have, and then if he goes into free agency, the same kind of stuff is going to happen. So that's why you need him as one player because that's that's who he is. You split yes. them into two players, then oh, okay. Well, then that's just that just eliminates all of that difficulty yeah. in trying to figure out what to do with them. Well, it makes it easier, and it also gives you a disadvantage. 
Yeah. When you should be getting an advantage out of having Otani. That is correct. In your in your game, at least that's my that's my thought process. To me, let's take a break. Let's uh, continue yeah. to talk about drafting and players and st- react to some overreact to some stats. Oh, I love overreacting to stats. I've, one of my favorites. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> All right, Tim. Adam Wainwright's velo is down. It doesn't look very good in his first two outings. He was pretty darn good last year. Yes, he was. What are you doing? Uh, I wasn't looking at Adam Wainwright as an option before oh. the velo was down. No. So you don't buy what he did last year because nobody else is buying it. He's going very late in drafts. It's going to be 42 in August. It's amazing that he's still playing the game. Okay, yeah, he had a great year. 371 ERA, 143 Ks and 191 and two-thirds. Pitching's deep. Yeah, if you want to look at Adam Wainwright as your number six starter. Yeah, I, I don't have any problems with that, but I would much prefer to look at Kyle Harrison. Okay. Or or Spencer Turnbull in Detroit. Somebody that I that I perceive to have upside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wainwright is going uh, around. He's going around the Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, Brayon Bello. Um, let's see, Andrew Painter. Uh, he's he's easily replaceable. Mm-hmm. And. I believe twelve and fifteen team leagues. So I I just don't see enough side to enough upside to move him up as to say a number four or five type starter. Not a turning forty two this year. And if he has a great, another great year, he is still going to be your number five six starter, right? Grayson Rodriguez hit ninety nine miles an hour. I think it was yesterday. Uh, right. I've, I haven't gone back and rewatched the game. Uh, was impressive from all accounts. Yes. Uh, he's a guy that uh, I was not recommending two months ago and have changed my tune well before this outing. Your thoughts? Yeah, he's looking good. 
and he is going to be part of the Baltimore Orioles plan this year. Uh, yeah, I, hey, you want to get Grayson Rodriguez in as your uh, as your number four starter? Yeah, I no problems here. All right, let's uh, let me let me put in the right date here to get the let me do the the um, stats as of uh, how about uh, February fifteenth? So I'll do drafts okay. as of February fifteenth, and uh, let me hit a submit button there. Hopefully it changed. I don't know if it did or not. Grayson Rodriguez, Grayson Rodriguez or Brady Singer? Ah, uh, I gotta go with the up. I gotta go with Rodriguez. Really interesting. I, I, I like Singer, but I'll, I'll go with the upside potential from Rodriguez. Yeah. Grayson Rodriguez or Drew Rasmussen? Rodriguez. I'm not even gonna ask about Jeffrey Springs. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Gonsolin. Ah, uh, Rodriguez. Really? I I think he can perform at that level. Wow. And he's going to be fun. you got to have some fun on your team, right? It's a Pablo Lopez. Eh, I'll go, I'll go G-Rod. Oh, wow. Tim, Tim's out of his mind. Uh, Charlie Morton, I'm assuming it's uh, uh, Grayson Rodriguez? Yeah. Jordan Montgomery? Uh, Come on, Tim. Montgomery. Yeah, okay. Luis Garcia? Garcia, I think yeah, he's you're starting to get to establish. Yeah, yeah, he's starting to get. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Tim's uh, pretty pretty bullish on Grayson Rodriguez. So uh, <laughs> let's let's see. Tim, he got the big hole out in uh, left field, so it should help him. So well, and the other thing is with pitching being deeper and more late options in the pitching category, you can move him up a little bit, knowing that you can find. I believe uh, an adequate replacement player for him mm-hmm. later on, yep. and that makes a difference in how you approach a player like Grayson Rodriguez. At least I believe it does. I know the Fantasy Sports Channel on Sirius XM is running a promo for "Listen to Us." We've got three weeks of fantasy baseball to talk about, right. and in their promo, Timmy, it says, yeah. "I think it's Jim Bowden who." You know, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sure I would call him a fantasy expert, mm-hmm. uh, is saying that pitching is deep this year. No, no. P- this is the year you should go early on pitching. Oh, really? That's what he's saying. Well, and you know what? That could be the reason why uh, <laughs> they switch over to fantasy football the beginning of May <laughs> for full-time coverage. Yeah, I, I <laughs> well, just... Yeah, come on. There's pitching all over the place. Yeah, I know. You know, hey, you want to go early on pitching? I got no problems with that. But there's a slew of pitching, you know, both starting and high, high end setup, middle reliever types. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, you want to go early on pitch, pitching? You're going to be forgoing bats that you're not going to be able to get later on. It's as simple as that. Here, here's my problem with with larger media outlets, Timmy, like Sirius XM. They 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 hire people that have name recognition. I mean, Jim Bones, a former oh, sure. GM, yeah, he's very serious. good on the radio. I mean, yeah. he's he's very outlandish, and mm-hmm. but he's a guy that you want to listen to. They hire a lot of ex athletes on mm-hmm. the Fantasy Channel, and then they put them into roles that you know that that people get people on to listen. 
And these guys don't really know how to play fantasy baseball. Well, and you get yeah. guys like Lenny Melnick and yourself and others who are true yeah. like warriors in this kind of format, and they don't mm. get the opportunity. And I think that's what that's what bummed me out with Lenny. Uh, it's mm. like you know, this is a guy that puts his heart and soul into yeah. into fantasy baseball, and he gets ousted yeah. by basically a a, a a suit you know a, a jim bowden who's got all the credentials of a baseball player but yeah. isn't nearly the kind of fantasy baseball player that lenny is well yeah you know when i when i look at like heading into this year this is my 34th year playing the game mm-hmm. you know hey i don't get them all right I've been playing this game a long time. Lenny's got about 15 years on me. He's got to be heading into close to probably 50 years playing fantasy baseball. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't get that level of experience. You know, where, where do you find, where do you find that level of experience? And and if you want to, you want to talk fantasy baseball, it is a different game from the real baseball. Absolutely. Very much so. There are many strategies. I know the first 10 years I played the game, uh, I wasn't concerned so much about winning as understanding the game. So as a result, I tried this strategy, the next strategy. I was bringing up rookies before I I can remember one draft where I drafted Nomar Garcia, Garcia para, and I think uh, Maglio Ordonius. I I drafted them before they were guaranteed a spot on the team, and I got laughed at. Mm-hmm. You didn't draft prospects back in the nineties, the eighties, nineties. You know what I mean? You just you just didn't do those things. But to do those things allowed you to learn the game. And I think, and again, this is a message for all the newer players playing the game. It's nice to win. You want to win. But at the same point in time, you have to learn the game. you got to walk before you can run. And I think in a lot of cases I see today the idea of team construction and strategy plays, uh, etc. They're getting lost in the shuffle. And that's really a shame because... Learning the game should be what it's all about in those formative years. And I think a lot of people are trying to skip that step and take the easy road to success. And in the, the long run, there is no easy road. There, there good, isn't. And, good, and, good rant? Or? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> rant. That's it. a very good yeah. rant. Uh, and I think people need to pick the, uh, the, the medium to listen to. And I actually think that podcasts are yeah. where it's at because that's you can sure get a variety are. of players – uh, uh, yeah. fantasy players who get a variety yeah. of different kind of looks on, on the game. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. listen to Sirius XM, they're clearly bringing in people that can attract them because of their name, not necessarily because they're good fantasy baseball players. And guess what? To me, by Ju- by June, they're not going to be talking fantasy baseball. So there's no That's... one, there's, there's no accountability. You're not going to know <laughs> if Jim Bowden's yeah. how his fantasy baseball team did because he's not on yeah. it any any longer. Yeah, I think the only fantasy baseball content you see after June, and I applaud them for it, is Rotowire and Jeff Erickson. He talks baseball on his uh, on his show right through to the end of the season. And I That's think he's the only, only one with Rotowire that that carries that level of coverage. And good for good for Jeff and the Rotowire gang. That's, yeah, that's for awesome. Sure. For sure. Sal Fralick, Tim, is four for ten with a stolen base. You know how I yeah. like Sal Fralick. Should I be should I be encouraged? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should be encouraged, but Garrett Mitchell is five for twelve with a two homer game. Mm. So Garrett yeah, Garrett Mitchell has shown up as well. I think we're gonna see Fralick this year. 
And you don't think I, he's going to break camp, though? I don't think he, I don't think he will. Actually, Freilich's up to two stolen bases. Okay. A lot a lot will depend on what happens in the next two weeks. If Freilich stays hot, Mitchell goes into a slump. Yeah, you, you don't know what's going to happen in, in the next couple of weeks. But I have to give the edge to Mitchell after that what eight stolen base September last year. I think you'll get first chance. I don't know if you'll hold the job. So I'm still bullish on Sal Freilich. I'm, it's not that I'm not. It's just I, I think Mitchell gets first shot unless something happens where he really struggles. Over Why the next can't both of, of them come up? Well, again, two rookies with Bryce Terang all at the same time in Milwaukee starting the service club. Oh, dear Lord. So you got Christian Yelich. You That's got right. There's Garrett Mitchell and you got Brian Anderson. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Well, yeah. Jesse Winker. I, yeah, I guess there is only one slot. Well, yeah, because Winker is going to be in the DH slot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're looking at, at center field. You're looking basically right now your your options are Mitchell or Frelick, right? Yeah, Brian Anderson's in his walk year. So there's a chance he gets moved at the deadline unless the Brewers are contending. So maybe that's and when they, we say Freilich. Yeah, and they can they can move Brian Anderson to third base. But yeah. then Luis Urias, who's trying have, to establish himself, right? So yeah, he's then he'd be moving to second base, and Bryce Terang would be moving back to Triple A. Yep. So at some point in time, whatever the Brewers do, it's going to affect one of Bryce Terang. Or Sal Freilich in a big way. So it's frustrating to be a minor league baseball player and play for the Mets, Timmy. As you know, they've got stars mm-hmm. at every position. But Ronnie Mauricio has said, I'm good. He's already hit three home runs. And Brett Batty yeah. is six for 12. At least that's what it was before yesterday's game. I didn't catch the stats on that. But these guys are playing really well. Uh uh-huh. What what do you do, Timmy? Let's say you have in a, in a dynasty league both of these guys. Well, what, should you be hopeful that they're going to get a chance to play Batty this year? But Mauricio, does he ever get a chance to play for the Mets? Well, uh, uh, yeah, and the thing you got to remember is that doesn't guarantee does it guarantee Mauricio's Mauricio's going to be on that team. They might they might have to move him at some point in time for high end starting pitching. Yeah. Okay, you you look at Batty and, you know, Eduardo Escobar is your current third baseman. He hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire the past couple of years. Okay, hey, they could they could make a move replacing Escobar at any point in time. So my thoughts would be enjoy what's happening this spring and hold on to both and see how it shakes down. And in redraft leagues, I, I still rather li- like Brett Batty. I, I, I do as well, Tom. Uh, I actually like yeah, the player a lot. He's more athletic mm-hmm. than people give him credit for. They think he's a lumbering third baseman. He's not. Yeah. Uh, he just needs a he just needs a shot, Tim. And I think I think he's going to get that shot. Uh, he's going to make a waiver wire article of mine at some point in time after the middle of May. How's that? Jared Kellenick hit his third home run, batting three sixty four. This is really encouraging, Tim. Yes, it is. Very, very encouraging. He's also walked a grand total of no times. I know. I saw that, too. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't 
give up your shares of Dylan Moore just yet. How's that? I yeah. like what I'm seeing, and it's positive. And I think he's going to get every opportunity, but he's going to have to deliver. That's the bottom line. He has to deliver. You got any other notable performances, Tim? Well, I think Jordan Walker has two of the three highest exit velocities this spring, and he's hitting the ball to all fields. He's hitting it hard. Jordan Walker's making a statement. He he wants to he wants to he, he wants, wants to, to leave, leave. Yeah, he wants to head north, and I don't think he will because I think Jordan Walker is the type of player the Cardinals are going to want the extra year out of. But after everything I've seen this spring, Jordan Walker is definitely draftable in redraft leagues. And before the 23rd round, I've, I've, I've been totally impressed with Jordan Walker. And 20 years old, totally. Tim. He would yeah, enter the yeah. league as one of the youngest players, if not mm-hmm. the youngest player. Uh, 20 years, 9 months, 10 days, turns 21 in May. I bet you that's about the time we see him as right after he's turning 21. Yeah. And Mason Wynn's also having a good spring. Love Mason Wynn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Would you take Mason Wynn or Kyle Harrison? In, Kyle in Harrison. A dynasty, in oh, a dynasty keeper. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying for this year, Uh dynasty keeper. I, I take Kyle Harrison. You would. Eh? Okay, cool. Uh, I might be faced with that decision. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd be shocked if you don't keep Kyle Harrison after all you do is talk about him. <laughs> well, not keeping, drafting. They're oh, both drafting. available. They're both available in a hybrid dynasty league that I play yeah, in. I mean, and I can wait. have both at league minimum. I can own them for I can have them rostered for basically their full career. So okay, well let's talk more seriously about that. So Mason wins the home run, right? Mason right. Wynn could be a first round draft pick. Uh, uh-huh. if it all comes together. But right. the risk is high to me. There's still some questions on how much he's actually going to hit. Uh, mm-hmm. But he is, he's got same team pitcher as O'Neill Cruz and Ellie De La Cruz, kind of those level of mm-hmm. tools, right? I mean, crazy yeah. arm, crazy bat speed, can yeah. run. He's, he's that kind of player. Right. Kyle Harrison could be a number three starter for a dozen or more years and be really good and kind of that guy that every year goes out and you draft him as your number two, three starter in a fantasy league. Yeah. And you just floor, forget about floor is very Floor is very high, right? <laughs> yeah, so it just depends on how you want to play the game. There's obviously a lot more risk with positional, excuse me, with pitchers. Right. But Harrison is, man, he plays for the right organization. He's, you know, the, the Giants aren't going to be bad for – Ever they've got plenty of money. They got a history of yeah. having a really good team. So you have to think wins are going to be there at some point. They, it's right. a great park to pitch in. So I, you know, there's a lot to like with Kyle Harrison. So, right. okay, well, thanks. I appreciate your input. Uh, get, getting back to notable performances, a guy that nobody likes other than me, I think, right now is Alex Thomas, and he's off to a good start. Five for thirteen with five RBIs. It's actually really good to hear that uh, that he's mm-hmm. he is playing as well as he have. I always have liked Alec Thomas. I mean, clearly he was yeah. terrible last year in his right. in his uh, major league debut, but you know, so was a lot of yeah. other guys. So let's not give up hope on him. Yeah, the other guy that I wanted to mention briefly because he's not showing up to spring simply because he got an invite. 
Anthony Volpe is looking yeah. very, very <laughs> impressive. Uh, one he's home really run good. Tell me, I've two seen two him play. bases. Like he's he's saying, "Hey, find room for me." That's exactly what he's saying right now. And I don't know. Maybe the Yankees will. You know. I wouldn't be at all surprised to me. I mean, these this is yeah. He is a really great talent and a very good player. I've seen him play probably 30, 40 games. This is a great young talent. So, yeah, no, those were the, the three that I wanted to add to your list simply because they're off to really good starts and teams are going to, except for Alex Thomas, who has a job. When it comes to Walker and Volpe, there's going to be some tough decisions made at the uh, management level, isn't there? I agree. So um, back to Volpe. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's starting to be rumors uh, floating that maybe the Yankees are are, are looking to move uh, Isaiah kind of falafa and the, the team that's been mm-hmm. talked about has been the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Dodgers uh, for good cause <laughs> makes total sense. Uh, the, the Yankees are sitting there going, gee, we've got a guy who's a better defender at uh, Peraza. And I can't believe there'd be much of a town tick from a offensive standpoint. And then we got the superstar waiting in the wings. So uh, yeah, it, it's it seems like the it, there's could be something there, Tim. I agree. There should be something there. Uh, we always talk about kids when these early performances, Timmy, because all the right. all the studs are going to be the studs. But I have to tell right. you, when I sit down and I go to MLB.com and I sort by right. OPS or batting average, and yeah. you see Juan Soto at the top of the list hitting seven sixty something. Like I all? think it's eight for eleven. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. after the kind of yeah. ho hum season he had last year, Timmy, it's good to see him off the snide, off the snide very well. Well, yeah, and he's tidying up some things in his personal life that that probably won't hurt him on the field. He's selling his house in Washington, I believe. Okay, you know, he's got that on the market. Again, you know, there's there's a lot going on outside of the game and. I think when you can shore up that part of your life, it's not going to hurt you on the field. I'll just leave it at that. Let's take another break. Get back. Let's talk about now the negative side, some of these injuries, which are mounting. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. 
Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm going to give you some notable injuries. Tell me, you tell me uh, what you think and then who gets the playing time. That's what we're interested in. Brendan Rogers might need season-ending shoulder surgery. If he doesn't, he's going to be out for quite a while. Yeah, I, I, I think what that does is... Uh, I think it somewhat shores up Ezekiel Tovar's position at shortstop. Totally agree. I mentioned that on the podcast I recorded yesterday uh, okay. as I talked about Tovar. Ooh. So I, I'm uh, in that... lock stock with you on that, yes. Yeah, and uh, I think what we're probably going to be looking at is one of Nolan Jones or Elias Montero mm. moving moving into third base. Wow. And again, there's a dirt toss for you in your reserve rounds and redraft leagues. One of one of the two of them, possibly even Alan Trail. Yeah. Might Jones, end up. Is, Jones has got the name. I think Montero's the better player. Mm. Both both same age, separated by three months on their birth certificates, so you know, it's not a case of going with a veteran over a kid, anything like that. It'll be whoever has the hot hand assuming Somebody in Colorado understands that concept. Sorry, that was, there was, <laughs> there was a thought, shot. Yeah, it's, it's totally. So I, I got Nolan Jones in the dynasty league. I might have him in two, and he is definitely on the bubble for me. So uh, he'll be one of my last cuts, and I will find out. If he gets a shot, I'm going to keep him. But Well, obviously, yeah. Yep. But it could be a guy that I keep for three weeks, and then he's gone because I, I, he's yeah. been, he just, Timmy, he just hasn't, it's never come together for him. No, it hasn't come together. But I think the big the big message here is that if you had plans for Brendan Rogers, yeah, cancel, cancel him. Find Plan B and find it quick, because even in a best case scenario, yeah, they popped his shoulder back. It's not. It is not good. He's going to miss. Even if he doesn't go the surgery route, I all star break maybe at the earliest. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be long term. Gavin Lux blows out his ACL, oh, missed the 2023 uh, season, a brutal blow. And yes. I mean, the Dodgers are trying to stay under the cap so they can then spend wildly on Shohei Otani and others. A big, big free agent class coming in next uh, next year. Uh, what did the Dodgers do here? Well, I, I think for now, the what the Dodgers are doing right now is they're contacting the New York Yankees to see how much it's going to cost for Isaiah Kiner-Falalva. They're going to look to try and find something that will work with Miguel Rojas because I can't see them going Miguel Rojas as their full-time shortstop for the full season. They're going to look... You know, say what you want about... The Dodgers have a competitive team. They yeah. could win it this year. They, I, I believe they have enough talent that they could. And Miguel Rojas is, hey, he's a nice, nice player. But he is more, in my opinion, the super sub type, 
not a full-time everyday regular. So I, I think I think the Dodgers are going to go out and find somebody. The Yankees signed him for six million dollars. That's I don't know if the Dodgers mm-hmm. can't afford him. Would the Yankees eat a million dollars of it or something to try to make it yeah. work and maybe get a mm-hmm. potential middle reliever back in return? I, I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, all all I think that it's safe to say that right now the Dodgers are working hard to resolve that issue, and it's just a shame for Gavin Lux. It really is. Because it was, it was, it was, it was there for him. I was on. I was texting with the commissioner of DL One, uh, which where I have uh, Joe Musgrove on my team, and uh, and he said, "Well, I'm really sorry to hear about Joe Musgrove. That stinks because I have him on a couple other times in the team." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about, Timmy? He broke <laughs> his toe. <laughs> was really bummed. Yeah. I have him in two leagues. I don't. I haven't heard any time frame when he's coming back, but that really stinks." Yeah, it does, but on a positive note, you know that when he returns, he'll be able to tow the rubber. No, that's just that's such a dad joke. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a pity, a pity rim shot on that. So. Okay. I'll take a pity rim shot. It's better than a zero zero. It's, uh, I mean, it's a good point. Should I give you zero zero on really bad jokes? The, here's yes. the problem. The, the Padres aren't deep, Timmy, from a pitching standpoint, and I mean, they got Jay Groom in the minor leagues. That's it. Ah, uh, but are they in uh, trouble? Okay, should I have my finger over to zero point zero? No, no, there is nobody from the KBO or NBB. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm, that's where I was I'm going assuming. to recommend. <laughs> what was the guy that from the pitcher that was 120 slots ahead? How about Michael Walker? Oh, Michael Walker's on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's your... last year. Yeah, he he's going to slide into Musgrove's spot until Musgrove returns, and I don't think it's going to be a long term situation for Musgrove. Okay, I, I don't think we're talking two months. I don't know if we're talking a month. Okay, I don't think it's going to be long term. But they picked up Michael Walker, and that works that works very well for them. Going along, you know, with Darvish Snell and Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo. Yeah, I you know go out there and find Michael Walker. Yeah, they they need to make sure that his toe is is ready to go, Tim. Because if they can't rush it back, that unfortunately your big toe is. I don't know if it's on his, you know, where he toes the rubber or not. But that's a pretty right. important aspect of pitching. Yeah, it it does help to have to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Say Suzuki, Timmy. He's got an oblique, probably out four to six weeks. Right. Yeah. Middle of middle of April. No concern. No looking for a yeah, replacement it's... form or anything. Nah, you'll find you'll find somebody when you if you're looking at a redraft team dynasty you'll find somebody you can put into the lineup for that couple of weeks. So I'm not overly concerned about Seiya Suzuki. Tyler Glasnow. This is <sighs> probably this is interesting. Tim and I have a different opinion about Tyler Glasnow. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but I don't know if this he was only going to pitch 120, 130 innings anyway. So. They were going to have to rest them. Now they get to rest them at the beginning of the season. So I'm not so sure it's you move him down in drafts. I mean, I guess you do a little bit because he is out six to eight weeks. But uh, what's your thought on it? Well, I, I remember mentioning, and you were rather surprised when I brought it up, that what seven seven out of his eight first seasons or six out of seven, he hadn't broken the 100-inning mark. Yeah. Well, if it was six out of seven, next year at this time, I will be saying seven out of eight. 
Oh, wow. So you don't think he's going to break, what was it, 100 or 120? Uh, 100. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Hey, I, I feel for Tyler Glass. No, like, you know, he, he is the Byron Buxton of pitchers. Well, so he's, far he has been, yep. Yeah, and he's 30 years old. Or he's going to be 30 this year. If you drafted... And may, may, I, I, I got to stop you, Tim. So two years he had Tommy John surgery. So that's that a lot of people go through that. The other right. years were not necessarily injury related. He was he was no damn good. I mean, mm-hmm. when he was at Pittsburgh, they mm-hmm. couldn't get him, you know, going down the line to uh, mm-hmm. to home plate. He goes to the Rays. They immediately fix him. He mm-hmm. looks really good. And then he blows out his elbow. So. I, I think a lot of the seven out of eight less than a hundred and a hundred innings pitch was because he wasn't very good. Well, let's just take a quick spy here. Twenty nineteen in Tampa Bay, yeah, that was the year that that was the year of the. No, it wasn't because he pitched in in twenty twenty nineteen. He threw sixty innings in Tampa Bay, seventy six strikeouts, a one seventy eight ERA. All he could get in was sixty and two thirds. In what, 2019? Yeah. Did he have an injury in 2000? I guess he did. What, what, he in- I think that, I think there's so many, I can't keep track of them. The bottom, bottom line is if you're But 2020 drafting, was the knows. abbreviated season. He hurt himself after the gunk. He was one of the guys that couldn't say, couldn't grip the ball, and that's what led to him blowing out his uh, elbow in 2021. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, 408 ERA. Yeah. And How many innings pitched, though? 408, well, less than 100. <laughs> 57 and a, yeah. 50, 57 and a third. Yeah. Like, you look at his innings pitched from 2017. The only year that he broke 100 was 2018, and it was combined between Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, and he got in 100, 111 and two-thirds. What was the stat line in 2019? In 2019... Uh, 12 starts with Tampa Bay, uh, 60 and two thirds, 60 and two thirds innings pitch, 76 strikeouts, a 179 ERA, 178 ERA and a .89 whip. Yeah, that was the year he really, quote unquote, broke out, right? And, uh, but 60 I, innings of breakout. Yeah, huh? Yeah. What's <laughs> like, your point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the point is if you drafted Tyler Glasnow expecting, 150 innings. Odds were pretty good it wasn't going to happen. That's, in a nutshell, until he actually shows some semblance of of health, the risk is off the charts. And you know what? He could win the Cy Young next year, as well as Byron Buxton could win the MVP. Yeah, so I think it's fair for you to hang that on. I agree. Um, yeah, so I'm looking. At, when was he hurt in 2000? Was that year we were talking about 2019? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't it know says, what says happened. It says right-hander right out four to six weeks um, in May. So because of a forearm strain. So he was he was dealing with the you know early signs that his elbow was given out on him. Back in 2019, and it finally did in 21. Finally did, yep. So hopefully, 
If here, like, here's the hope. So can I? Can okay. you at least give me hope, please? Don't yes, crush my I, Tyler Glass. No hope. Yes. <laughs> go to Netflix. Hope floats. Okay, <laughs> find it. <laughs> Look at you. You're not watching Netflix. Hope floats when you haven't watched Get Back, are you? Don't even. No, don't even go I there. I watched 30 seconds of Hope Floats at the theater. I think and walked out. I yeah. No. I, <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, here's just my works for the game. here's my theory. He's out of Pittsburgh. He knows how to pitch now. Yes. He's yes. had a wonky elbow for several years. He's gotten that fixed. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he had this. Uh, that he had this injury. Right. I think that I'm going to be hopeful that the bad stuff's out of the way. He's now knows how to pitch. He just needs to get out there and pitch, and he's going to be doing that over the next two to three years. That's my hope, Tim. And you know what? I hope for exactly (laughs) the same thing. I really do. But if you're drafting him as a number two, three starting pitcher, no. I agree with you. I agree with you. You you know, if you're looking at Tyler Glasnow next year, okay, as a three upside type, getting him four or five. And again, we don't know what he's going to do after he returns either. But, you know, assuming there's some sort of a discount baked into Tyler Glasnow. Yeah, I, I he can throw. He can pitch. I'm not sure he there will be. A, I, I, I bet, I bet I he comes it. back and picked, pitches 80 to 120 innings yeah. and looks yeah. really good. And then he's going to be a number two starter. And you're going to be we're going to have the exact same conversation next year. Well, yeah, we are when he pulls a hamstring in spring training or something, right? And again, I don't wish for any. I want him to succeed, but he he just hasn't. I understand. Uh, Lance McCullers, he's truly the Byron Buxton of pitching, Timmy. I mean, I I think this just gives Hunter, uh, Hunter, uh, not Hunter Green, Hunter, uh, help me, Tim. Bailey Falter. No, 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 the the other guy, Hunter. Sorry. Oh, for for Astros. Oh, for the Hunter Astros. Hunter Brown. Hunter, Hunter Brown. Brown yeah. This gives yeah. Hunter Brown the chance, right? Yeah, Hunter Brown's got a got a job, and people are paying for it. Final final one. We'll end with this is from Andrew yeah. Simi is Andrew uh, Painter. Uh, this is uh, not good. Yeah, I I was a little ahead of myself in that. Yeah, if, if, yeah. Bailey Falter looks like he's got the job breaking spring training. Uh, right now, it's diagnosed as a tender elbow. Uh, the Phillies are not going to overwork this kid. He is not going to start the season in Philadelphia, even if this issue is resolved. Let's just hope this issue doesn't lead to Tommy John. Yep, I, I agree with you. Ten, let's type in, let's go to the Google machine, Timmy. Tyler Glasnow, tender elbow. Or you mean Andrew Painter? No, I'm I'm I'm... <laughs> I'm going to show you where it says, uh, let's see, in 2019, uh, Tyler Glass, according to Bleacher Report, had a uh, tender elbow, and then it was diagnosed as a partially torn, uh, no, that was 2021, tender elbow that then was partially torn ligament. Yeah, it's, the problem was there a long time before the Tommy John. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. Look, guys, yeah. young guys that throw hard, Timmy. It's it's just Oops. it just is. I mean, it's just yeah. sad. It just is. Uh, the final thing before we we start yeah. talking closer report. And this is going longer than I thought. You got another twenty minutes? Oh yeah, no problem. No problem at all. We get to talking and arguing. 
<laughs> then time just gets away from us. <laughs> I'm having to defend Tyler Glass. No, I don't even know why. I actually yeah, have him in a dynasty. We're drinking out of the same glass. It's just mine's half empty and yours is half full. I do right? have him in a dynasty league, so maybe that's uh, subconsciously I'm I'm fighting for him, knowing yeah. that uh, I'm not going to uh, get it. Yeah. I'm fighting for him too, but we got to see something before I can. Totally get agree. To- yeah. So we we every week we seem to talk about the players adjusting to rules. There was a great uh, video out of Max Scherzer, like holding the ball and then quick pitching a guy and getting a strikeout. And then he tried to do it the following inning and the whole thing unraveled on him. And apparently they scored seven un- unearned runs on uh, Max Scherzer. And he looked visibly kind of like concerned about what was going on. And then, then, then we saw in the the shift, Timmy. They got rid of the shift. I think you tweeted this out or something where they took yeah. they, they they took. I guess it was probably a left-handed batter. They took the left fielder out of it was, left. It field. was Joey Gallo at the plate. Oh, was it Joey Gallo at the plate? And they moved. Joey. They put him in short right field, and it's the exact same thing as the shift. They just got rid of the outfield. I thought that was freaking brilliant, Timmy. Whatever team they were going against, well done. It was Boston, and it was Joey Gallo, and I I was waiting to see this happen. I mentioned it a couple of months back. You know what I mean? The, they'll find ways around yep. whatever. And, you know, hey, again, hit it where they ain't. You know, I've, hey, the rules are exactly what the rules are. Getting back to maybe Max Scherzer just for a second, I like what he did because as soon as he held their set on the mound, mm-hmm. At that point in time, the hitter had eight seconds to get into the box. Mm-hmm. So he was forcing the issue of when the hitter had to be in the box. It was it was interesting to watch. And Max Scherzer, there's going to be an issue with Max Scherzer at some point in time this year because Manfred said they're going to be enforcing the uh, rule checks even more stringent th- than they were last year. They're going to get back into it again, right? Mm-hmm. So between this pitch clock and that, Max Scherzer is going to blow up on an umpire at some point. Yeah, in time. That's going to be great. He's going to drop his gear on the field. or Yeah, yep. he's, some, something's going to happen. I think it's safe to say. I, I hope the players find some way around the pitch clock. I mean, it's it's yeah. it didn't happen in the minor leagues because those guys are trying to they're, they're trying to get to yeah. the major leagues. They don't want to they don't want to yeah. rock any boats. But you're talking very mm-hmm. wealthy players that are trying to create their legacy yeah. right so they're yeah. looking for ways to win and get an advantage and well, uh you're gonna think... see pitchers throwing balls back saying they're unsatisfactory if they want extra time the players are gonna find a way around this yep. it's it's as simple as that but but yeah boston getting back to the getting back to the that uh that shift move again i also said a couple months back that that Manfred will eventually designate little boxes on the field where everybody has to be before a pitch is thrown. And I think this could, uh, this could move that forward. Manfred does. I really hope you're wrong there. Boy, that's going to suck if that's the case. Yeah. I, you know, again, the problem, the problem is not shifting. The problem is players like Joey Gallo that can't bunt down the third base line for a double. Yeah. That is the problem. He could and have inside the park home runs if they've got oh, sure if there's that much room in the outfield. He could. Oh. It's going to take forever for the center fielder to get over there. Could you imagine Joey Gallo's probably all winter long is going, finally, 
Finally, I'm going to get above the Mendoza line. This is great. Yeah. First yeah. step bat, he goes up and goes, what the hell is that guy doing there? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, you, well, yeah, you, you got your left fielder playing in right field. Yeah. And there is nothing in the rules that says you cannot do that. He's playing exactly where the third baseman was playing <laughs> last year. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And, you, hey, Boston was the first to do it. They won't be the last. That's that's a guarantee. You get a fast center fielder. He shifts over a little bit into left field. You got a, you got a, a good right fielder. He shifts a little bit more to center. What they're saying to Joey Gallo is, by doing what they're doing, is you can't hit a ball down the third base line for your life. You're not even going to try. So we're not going to worry about it. And if Joey Gallo was any sort of a hitter, he would take and just... That meets ball, get it down the third base line, and even Joey Gallo could find a way to get a triple out of that because the amount of time it'll take that uh, center uh, left fielder to get over to get the ball, he should be at second base automatically. Yep. And, and if they do that, could you imagine Ichiro standing at the plate and looking at the configuration yesterday? Yeah, Ichiro. They, they, they would never shift on, on Ichiro. They would never well, shift no, on Ichiro. That's, that's well, the you, difference. Yeah, he could hit. Right. Gallo can't. Yeah, and what we're do, doing is we're rewarding players for skills that they don't have. That's so wrong. If if what Boston did, which makes total sense, if well, other teams start to do that, which they will, and all of a sudden the shift by midseason is happening again, your worst fielder usually on the field is sitting at first base or left field. All of a sudden now, if you need somebody who's a little bit more athletic just to keep running back and forth between mm-hmm. left field and short right field, mm-hmm. you know, it could change the complexion of, got, of of teams of what they do. And you could start to see more Stephen Kwan's type of players in left field who can who might not have yep. the power but are really athletic and give you that flexibility of a guy who might be able to play all over the field, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, Kevin Kiermaier might take on more value. Because yeah. he because he can he can cover center and left field. That's like right. That's Stephen good point. Kwan. Yeah. Players that we, you know, could find their way into more at bats, depending on the circumstances. And hey, that's cool. That's called strategy. Isn't yeah. that what the game's supposed to be about? Yeah, do you do you put a yeah. thirty home run guy in left field who really can't play that short right field? You don't trust them there. Uh, or right. you've got a you got a below average center fielder, so you decide not to do shifts, and yeah. you get picked mm-hmm. apart by Joey Gallo and guys. I mean, they're they're just yeah. lacing line drives that should have been outs with a shift. Mm-hmm. Those are the mm-hmm. kinds of decisions you have to make, and I love that. Yeah, yeah so do I. You know, create a rover position, basically. They, That's you know, a, they have that in softball. Do they play softball in Canada. Uh, yes, they do. But the rover, I think, is an extra position over and, and above. Take one of your outfielders and move them all over the place. Move them, in, move them into shortstop. Move them into like they did with that shift uh, yesterday. Move them into short uh, short right field. Yeah. 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 Fascinating uh, that, stuff, Timmy. I love it. I yeah. mean, I, I love yeah, this. So and I, I. Lo- I love the fact that teams are just not sitting idle by that as soon as yeah. his rules came down, they probably – Got out on the whiteboard, got in a big meeting room, and said, "How are we gonna, how are we yep. gonna combat this?" And now we're starting to see some of those uh, changes. So, and I just hope Rob Manfred doesn't adjust the rules to compensate for what these teams are doing. But well, I can—he's going to. 
He's already done it. So you're, what I fear is in, in the outfield, there's going to be little boxes, little white boxes, yep. and that's going to yep. – visually, that's going to really blow, Timmy. That's well, just yeah. – oh. Yeah, it's not – that will not – that's not the game of baseball. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's like hockey stra- having the penalty box. Take all box. the strategy out? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, take all the strategy out of the game. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention real briefly, because I, I was shocked, not because of the event – but because it had never happened before, the Chicago Cubs combined, I think it was yesterday, on a seven-inning seven no-hitter. They, they threw seven innings of no-hit ball in spring training, and it was the first time in the history of the Cubs that they'd thrown a spring training no-hitter. Why was it only seven innings? Uh, I, I have no idea. Seven innings is oh, okay. Uh, maybe they were. Maybe it was a split split squad day. Oh, okay. They had both both teams going, but no, it was the first time. And the Cubs have been around a while. Split squad <laughs> games go nine innings. Do they? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this one only went seven. All right. I, I yeah, thought, I thought yeah. split squad. I, I'm sure I've seen a split squad game. I I can't yeah. be for sure. Timmy, let's take a break. Let's talk about closers, which you're really good at. Wait a minute. What happened here? Oops. Sorry, Tim. My uh, commercial's not breaking. Here we go. We're cut for a quick commercial. Everybody, we'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tippy, we're heading off to spring training tomorrow. Probably leave about 8 a.m. Um, here on the beach... Now it's been really warm, unusually warm, very okay. early spring, and Good. the amount of pollen, the yellow mm-hmm. pollen. Tim, I'm not making this up. It looks like every morning when you wake up, it has snowed yellow snow, and I'm not talking Frank Zappa yellow snow. I'm talking. Yeah, I was just going to say we have that same problem up here, Rich. <laughs> it is a thin something coating. about your dogs. Keep on your own property. <laughs> It is a thin coating of yellow, and we've got construction material in my bay of the garage, so it seems like it's always in there because we've got more work getting ready to, to commence on the house. Um, so I've been parking outside, Timmy, and I was thinking about getting the car washed this afternoon, but I think if I wash it you know, for the drive down, I didn't want to have it looking yellow, but uh, I'm afraid if I wash it, it's just going to get yellow by the morning. Well, I can, I can tell you how to resolve your issue. Okay. Yeah, you get on I-75 and you go fast. It'll just blow right off. (laughs) (laughs) Gone like the wind, yep. It'll be I-95, Timmy. Oh, sorry. Okay, I don't know why I was thinking 75. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's move to, Uh, you think it'll come off with the wind. It doesn't seem to when I drive around here. I was going 50 miles an hour last week, and I guess maybe that's not fast enough, but I don't know. It, it, it is. Yeah, right foot. Get it get it engaged a bit more there, my friend. It's uh, it's unbelievable, Tim. We, uh, yeah, we uh, sat down for breakfast this morning outside, and I literally had to clean off the, the table and chairs. They were just 
honestly covered with yellow stuff. It's just gross. Yeah, that's hopefully hopefully that's just a, a two week thing, and yeah, it'll be yep. over and done with. All right, Tim. Uh, you've closed report's been up for a couple of weeks. It is the final piece to our uh, our draft. Uh, segment here of going through uh first of all tell us how you are approaching closers this year at the draft table i've seen you take closers really early mm-hmm. and i've seen you take multiple closers before like the seventh or eighth round and i've seen you yeah. in drafts wait till the very end and get one closer and a bunch of setup guys yeah i i don't have a i i still haven't committed to either of the two approaches because I think both of them can work what I'm leaning towards moving forward is going with the bats rather than the two or three elite closers and looking at a closer from the mid tier and one from the uh, uncertain group you know the bottom tier and, and a setup guy a good setup arm that's what I am leaning to moving forward but again i i think you can make it work with an elite closer early okay i i think you i think you can make it work in any number of fashions and i don't feel overly strong strongly in a positive or negative way way about any approach this year i i think you can make all of them work but giving up the bat you have to get give up to get edwin diaz I don't think I'll be doing it moving or forward. Or Class A or even Hayter. Or Class A or, or Hayter or Ryan, Ryan Presley or Romano. I think I'm looking at Dovell, uh, Duran in Minnesota. I think he's got a great arm. Uh, maybe Bednar, Leclerc, uh, Diaz in Cincinnati. Guys with good arms that have got the job doesn't mean they're going to hold it but hey if you got a good arm you've got a good history yeah you're going to have a little bit of a longer leash so i'm looking at your list a great list i mean you got the diaz class a hater presley romano helsley williams yeah. Devell, and glacius holmes jansen i mean when do i start to like get a little worried that one of these guys is not going to be there by June 1st. I mean, it would see well Bautista. I mean, is it in that Bautista is the last guy that's guaranteed or does it keep going down from there? Well, I, I think it depends on what you're looking for. I, I think Duran's got the best arm in Minnesota. I, this is what I'm looking for, Timmy. I'm looking to take a, a, a closer early. I want a chance for 30 saves and uh, obviously decent ratios, but I want my 30 saves and I want this guy to have the job for the entire season. I don't want to have to worry about him getting traded. I want him to have the job. Well, I, I think once you get down and, and Batista is dealing with some health issues as well. I think when you look at Paul Sewold, uh, I think Munoz at some point in time is going to work himself in, into a job share situation. Okay, I can. So is Jansen the last guy then that thirty saves unless he completely implodes, which guys can always do. You feel pretty good down to Jansen. 
pretty good down to Jansen. After that, I think there's question marks with Seawold, Batista, it's health. Duran, yeah, he's the best arm. That doesn't mean they're going to use him in the ninth inning. Tampa Bay, Fairbanks, you know, is a closer. Hey, everybody in that bullpen is going to get a save. Mm-hmm. That's the way the Rays work. You can't bet on 30 saves from Fairbanks. David Bedner, hey, with the Pirates, for him to save 30 games, the Pirates are going to win 55. So he's got to win 65%. You know, he's got to be involved in 60% of their wins. I right? would be surprised yeah. if Bedner saves 30 games. It, it's possible. But again, they're only going to win 55, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Bedner, Bedner could. But again, the team the team context hurts, hurts Bedner. Yeah, for sure. I see how many games he sold, uh, saved last year. Well, he was uh, hurt. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 19 games last year. Yeah. All the... Yeah, I think if you get 25 saves out of David Bednar, I think that's... Right, yeah, that's still... Yeah, you're doing yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you get into the Dodgers, and who knows what they're going to do. And the Phillies, uh, I don't know what... I'm looking forward to seeing how Craig Kimbrell has modified his stance because he can't do that that vulture hunched over thing on a pitch clock. That ain't going to work, is it? That's true. That's very true. All right, let's let's yeah. back up. So yeah. so you're saying around Kenley Jansen, and you feel okay with Clay Holmes? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, why yeah, is he a very good pitcher? Yes, he is. And again, you know, you look at this the top 10 there's going to be pitchers in there that the closers in there that aren't going to have the job in june that's right. you know you know when you're looking at 40 percent turnover right you it's safe to say that somebody out of the even the top 10 the the group that we perceive to be safe isn't safe you know yeah yeah but you're if class a hater presley diaz those guys lose their job it's you're like what the hell happened? Something bad yeah. happened with those guys. Probably an yeah. injury. Yeah. Odds right. are very good it is, yes. All right, so let's now focus. I think Felix Batista is one of the best closers in the game. It is about health, so let's right. just let's, let's skip that one, and hopefully he'll be healthy. If not, it, I think If he, he was 100% healthy right now, I would have him sitting uh, one, two, three, four, five. He'd be right after Jordan Romano. Wow. He'd, he'd be that high. Yep. He'd be in the Romano, Helsley, uh, Williams group. You've got, you've got Duran ahead of Lopez. And yes. I think it's committee there. I mean, I, th- I think that's – I don't have the – you know, what the Roto, uh, roster resource says. But, I mean, Lopez was really good with Baltimore last year. I was terrible with the Twins, but really good with mm. the with the Orioles last year. You don't think he'll, he'll get a good shot at the – at save opportunities? I think the Duran is by far the best arm in that bullpen. It'll be whether or not Minnesota chooses to use Duran in a... It depends on how they decide to use Duran as to whether how Lopez will figure into the mix. If they decide that they want Duran in there for the tough out in the seventh or eighth inning... And they're comfortable with Lopez in the ninth. Yeah, Lopez could, in fact, end up being the closer. Well, that's how they use Gallego. Uh, Cardinals use uh, Gallegos, right? Yeah. And again, we don't know what the Twins are going to do yet. Until we have a firm definition, 
I, I have to assume that Duran is the ninth inning guy. Now, again, that that could that could change very quickly. Yeah, the Rays. I don't want to talk about it to me. Nobody yeah. knows. So yeah, Adam is going to get he's going to get eight to ten saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and you and like there's going to be yeah. You, you like Leclerc with the Rangers? Yeah, I think he gets first shot. Okay, you think he holds on to it? Yeah, I think he does. Interesting. He has in the past, Timmy. Yeah, he's proven to be very successful in the ninth inning. And his problem has been health and health-related. If he stays healthy, yeah, I think he can hold on to the ninth inning job in Texas. I think Daniel Hudson with the Dodgers is... First of all, the Dodgers being this low is shameful. They've been this low for yeah. a long time. I don't know why they can't build a bullpen. But uh, Daniel Hudson's a good pitcher. He is hurt. I like Evan Phillips in Dodgerland. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold that they won't be using. You know, I think this discussion is much the same as the discussion we're having with the Twins. I think Phillips is the best pitcher. Right now, have they committed to him in the ninth inning? The fact that Hudson doesn't look like he's going to start the season ready definitely gives Phillips an edge. But again, the Dodgers could look at Phillips and say, we're going to use you in the seventh, eighth inning. And we're going to take a bit of a lesser arm in the ninth Mm -hmm. and go with Hudson. When I put this together again, this this is one team that could change draft. You know, Vesey is in there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so the the Dodgers are in a state of flux. Phillips, I think, is their best arm, but uh, I still am not convinced that Hudson won't be their closer. Right. Yeah. Uh, the next situation is the Phillies, Timmy. I, yeah. I, I, from what I understand, it's like a four or five person committee. I would think Kimbrel gets the first shot. Think. I'm of the same mindset. Yeah, they'll give Kimbrell first shot if he can do it. He could hold on to it. But Soto's been a closer before. Sir Anthony Dominguez has been yeah. a closer a bunch of times before. Yeah, so. there's lots of depth. Yep. As uh, Daniel Barr keeps kicking around, I'm not sure what else yeah. uh, to say. But t- tell me what he thinks going to evolve here with the Angels. Well, it looks like the Angels don't want Herget to be their closer, but Herget's got a good arm and pitched well last year. I'm not convinced that Estevez is the answer, so I've got it listed as a committee. I wouldn't be totally shocked come end of the year that Herget has more saves than Estevez. Interesting. Yeah. I... Estevez hasn't proven anywhere he's, that he, he... He's in Colorado, right? Well, yeah, he's been in college, but he hasn't—he hasn't taken a job. He hasn't owned it for a full season. Yeah, fair. So, yeah. Uh, let's take another quick little break. Timmy, get back and finish the list up here. Just trying to keep our sponsors happy. Next is the Royals. We got Barlow and Chapman. You keep thinking Chapman's going to get opportunities. Yes, I, I do. He better pitch better than he did last season, Tim. Well, and he better stay away from falling on floors or whatever. Apparently, he chipped a tooth or something falling. Yeah. 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 Sure, I mean, yeah. sure, sure yeah. Tim. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And getting back to our advertisers, yeah, we have to keep them healthy or there's no reason for you to do my performance appraisal. <laughs> that, that is true. That yes, is true. We can't miss that opportunity, can we? <laughs> I did draft Barlow in my NFBC uh, league. You know, yeah. again, that was I, – I, I did that on January 1st. I probably drafted him January 3rd or 4th. I definitely disheartened when they uh, they, they grabbed Chapman, but – he was so bad last season to me. I just don't know. Just yeah, don't know. I don't know either. But uh, logically, they're paying Chapman some money, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not huge money, but if they can take and flip Chapman at some point in time, okay, to a contender, I think it makes sense. He's on a one-year deal. So I think for that, for them to have the ability to flip him, they have to prove he can do the job, right? So I think he is going to get some saves. I do like Alexis Diaz, Timmy. I think he's a mm-hmm. sneaky guy that uh, – yep. and I, I'm not – maybe call me crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds finish near or slightly above 500. I, they might surprise yeah. a little bit. Yeah, they could in – a, in a relatively short period of time, the Reds could become a really exciting team. They mm-hmm. really could. They got a lot of kids. Can you imagine if they start bringing up Dela Cruz and Marte? All those, all those kids. They start bringing them up in June, July. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I would love and, to and see Dela Cruz come up. Boy, I really would. I wouldn't be at all shocked if we have a pair of brothers in the top five next year. The Bedner brothers? Nah, Diaz brothers. Oh, Diaz brothers. Alexis Diaz, oh, Alexis Diaz, and Ed, Edwin Diaz are brothers. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Wow. I thought At least you I talking. believe they are. Yeah. Better brothers. Okay. Uh, I guess yeah. go to White Sox. I mean, uh, yeah. why do you have concern of closer caution on Kendall Graveman? That guy was really good last season. Started off in Seattle, went to the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Good pitcher. Oh yeah, he's he's a great pitcher. I'm I'm just pulling up his numbers right now, and if I'm not mistaken, oh I, I like this part of the program. Uh, how many how many uh, he's been in the league since 2014? Okay, mm-hmm. which is a total of what, ten years almost. Yes. Yes, he's heading into his tenth season. Mm-hmm. In those ten seasons, how many of those years did he earn saves? Uh oh, I I I'm assuming that answer is very low, but I'm going to say in ten <laughs> years, I'm going to say he yes. earned it in nine out of the ten years. He earned saves in one year. He he got seventy three <laughs> saves. You're very close. <laughs> okay, two years, ten saves in 2021 with the Mariners, mm-hmm. and six saves uh, last year with the White Sox. Yeah. So what? I mean, do you want to go through? So what? The, you want to go through the list on all these? I mean, how many years has uh, Jaron Duran had saves? Uh, how many years has Graveman had an ERA under four? Uh, the answer to that question is two. One seventy-seven in two thousand twenty-one and two thousand twenty-two, a three eighteen. Sorry, three. Yeah, yeah I mean, basically, the uh, the no, Timmy, the Houston Astros fixed him when he went and pitched for the Astros, and then he continued that last season. So Yeah, no, he pitched very, very well. I just don't have a lot of, based on his history, I don't, I don't have, 
a lot of faith in Kendall Graveman holding on to the job. He'd be 33 years old this year. I'm not I'm not huge on Graveman. Well, what I did do in, in labor was I drafted Liam Hendricks. And you say, am I crazy? Uh, I no, could I'm... be. But again, they haven't announced a schedule yet for a possible return from Hendricks. Uh, I, I think Ronaldo Lopez, uh, you know, bummer. I think they are capable arms, as is Kendall Graveman. But the wild card there is Liam Hendricks, and I hope. And again, I haven't seen anything to indicate this, but I hope we see some, you know, Liam Hendricks get back into the game this year. And I would strongly suggest anybody in redraft leagues, uh, pick him up, put him on your IL. And the worst that's going to happen is that around the beginning of April, they announce a timetable and they say he won't be back this year. And then you make a move from there. But I think it's worth the gamble based on Graveman, Bummer and Lopez to do something with Liam Hendricks. If you, believe in, if you believe in spin rate, guys, go take a look at Kendall Graveman's spin rates. And that's what uh, that's what the uh, Houston Astros saw on him right. and brought him in. I, I like Graveman this year. I think he's a cheap option. Yeah. Uh, and, look, if Liam Hendricks is ready by June, he, Liam Hendricks is going to be your closer. Uh, right. That, that's what we hope. But we'll see. I mean, yep. Graveman is, I think, a good mm-hmm. pitcher. Ronaldo Lopez has got a great arm. He was down a driveline, looked great. Uh, yep. he's lost a lot he's of weight. A spe- he's a specimen now. Yeah, right? he's lost yeah. weight. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Nationals, uh, Kyle Finnegan, he was my sleeper last year, Tim, and mm. I was five and a half months early. <laughs> so he finally got his <laughs> first save, I think, in the middle of September. Yeah. So Yeah, I think he's the best arm. I think it's a good situation. Again, you're looking at a late choice. I don't have any problems with Kyle Finnegan. And, yeah. The Tigers, the same with uh, Lang. He pitched well last year. Yep. He deserves the opportunity. And Is H. Harvey, by the way, in the Nationals, is that Hunter Harvey? Yes, it is. We'd love to see him get an opportunity. It's another yeah. guy. Talk about the Byron Buxton, Buxton of pitching. That's been a guy that has never been able to stay healthy. That is correct, yeah. Uh, I like Alec Lang. Uh, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's absolutely zero reason for there to be uh, – Closer controversy in Tigerland. They should just pick a guy that's a terrible team and yeah, and let him let him let him learn to be a closer. Yep, totally agree. I do like Dylan Flora. He's a kid that nobody ever talks about. Um, I think he's got the job. He's decent. Tanner Scott's got a great arm. Can't throw strikes. And yeah. AJ Puck. We talk about AJ yeah. Puck all the time. Yeah, AJ Puck. They were converting him in. You know, they were looking at in Oakland using him as a starter. He is not going to start any games in Miami, is he? No, uh, not with the depth of starting pitching talent that the Marlins have. So I, I don't know. I uh, looking at the three of them, the the wild card there has to be AJ Puck. I think. How many How many games has AJ Puck sa- saved? Uh just a couple less than Kendall Graveman. Of yeah, see, I, 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 I thought that argument was weak, Tim. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's got limited history. Yeah, he could work out. There's the guy that I like there of the three. Lopez intrigues me. Yeah, he's a big a kid. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. The athletics, Tim. I mean, Trevor May's yes. got the job, but I like Danny Jimenez. I mean, he was really good yeah. last season if he's healthy. If he's healthy, he's definitely the best arm. And Trevor May, he doesn't have that great of a history either, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think people are looking at May because he's the the veteran. 
you know, mm -hmm. yeah, and he's 33. And you, you look at Trevor May's history, and yeah, going back to 2018, three saves, two saves, two saves, four save, one save. Yeah, Trevor May's okay, but Danny Emmon is, is by far a better pitcher, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, and I, but he's, and I he only he did it healthy. for one year. I mean, he was a minor league guy, and I think yeah. he was a Rule 5 pick, and uh, and they realized they actually had something with him. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, let's go on down to, uh, let's see, the Diamondbacks, Timmy. Uh, and you'll be proud yeah. of me. I After you mentioned McGow. McGuff. McGuff. how you pronounce it. McGuff. Yeah, McGuff. I, yeah. I was on the clock in one of our Dynasty League. Uh, and I, I grabbed him. I think I got him in the 10th round or something. So he's, mm -hmm. uh, I, I see, I got him in the 8th round, Timmy, uh, in a yeah. supplemental redraft. So. He is a proud member of Rich Wilson's team, so uh, he probably won't make it, <laughs> but I've got him. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. He has more saves in professional baseball than everybody else in Arizona combined. I, Mantiply, you brought him up last season, and uh, yeah. I actually grabbed yeah. him a couple of leagues, and I still have him. Is, yeah. he, is he the favorite? I would have to. I would have to think so. But there's like five arms there. Yeah. Any one of the five could. Any one of the five in a dynasty in a dynasty situation, I think McGuff makes sense because you can put him in your minors, okay, and stash him there. You don't have to keep him on your seven man reserves because he's under on the innings, so you can stash him in that fashion. Uh, for the most part, I am not looking at in redraft leagues speculating on anybody in Arizona right now. It's just too wild. Like I said. So many choices. Who knows who's going to end up with yeah. the job? Really? Yeah, that's the problem. I, you know, I, my dynasty leagues, all of them, I'm competing in. I've got yeah, some really yeah. good closers on some of those teams, and others I had right. really good closers. They all lost. Mm -hmm. Job Robertson was a huge part of a bunch of teams last year. He's no mm -hmm. longer because he's on the Mets, right? So he doesn't have a he doesn't yeah. have a closer role. Uh, no. So I've I've got when I did the supplemental draft, Timmy, I was picking mm -hmm. up. Man apply, and I just went down your mm -hmm. list. I was just grabbing anybody that had a chance. Michael Fulmer, we're going to get him with the right. Cubs. Like, I, right. I, and I'm going to have to make a decision before spring training ends, like which yeah. one of these guys has the best chance to go forward. And I do like mm -hmm. Michael Fulmer. He's, he's a guy that doesn't have a lot of saves, using your logic, yeah. but has turned into a pretty good reliever. Yeah, some of the some of the guys that I would be looking for are like McGuff because you can put them in your minors. I'd be looking at setup guys, uh, seventh eighth inning guys that have good arms that don't yet qualify. If you're contending in a dynasty situation, the last thing you want to do is end up with. Like Mantiply doesn't qualify, I don't think, because he's over the hundred innings, right? Yeah, but I'm not going to put a bunch of guys McGuff, that may, may become in your closers minors. on my minor league roster. I mean, that's a that's a fool's errand. I I it's never worked out for me. We uh, get no, I you get twenty five spots. It's worked out well for for me. I yeah. I'll take two or three spots every year and commit to really high leverage arms. Yeah, in my twenty five yeah. in my reserves. Yeah, wow. definitely, and I'm I'm doing it again this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah, not me. Yeah. Not me. I've had too many uh, future closers. Okay, Timmy, let's let's yes. let's look at the hard questions here. 
the uh, fun part of the program. <laughs> what three to five teams are you avoiding taking a closer at the draft? I mean, completely avoiding. Completely avoiding? Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not real interested in getting into the Dodgers situation. I like Phillips a lot. But again, I'm... So much of this depends on where you get the opportunity to pick these players up. Okay, I can tell you right now, for the most part, I'm going to be avoiding Edwin Diaz and Class A and mm-hmm. Josh Hader, simply because I don't want to pay the price for them. That doesn't mean they're not great pitchers. They are. Totally avoiding uh, closers. Uh, right now... Uh, Totally avoiding. There, there's what nobody. About, uh, what about uh, the Diamondbacks? Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I'm avoiding the Diamondbacks. I'm avoiding unless I get McGuff as my seventh reserve slot, sort of thing. Oh, uh, okay, I'm I'm not going to invest a lot in Kansas City because I believe that Chapman is going to steal saves from Barlow. Okay, that's that's one. The Chicago Zero situation. I'm point. not investing. I, I'm not investing for the most part anywhere in the White Sox. Uh, the Marlins. I'm staying away from because I I think they're going to look at a committee. I like Floro. I think he's the best arm. I'm not convinced though that they've. You know, if you told me three months from now that Tanner Scott has the most saves there, I wouldn't be at all shocked. So Oakland's not going to win enough games. You know, to to make a difference, and you got question marks all over the place. So let, let's let's say you yeah. drafted Dylan Flora as your second or third closer, and you I do are, have him in a couple leagues. Yes, and you are. It's April fifteenth. Mm-hmm. He's gotten one save and a lot of. He's been in a lot of seventh and eighth innings, and you yeah. really need saves. And your, um, you know, your 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 reserve rosters are full. Yeah. Do you, is that when you drop these guys, or do you say I need to hold on to a little bit longer because I think he's going to get saves? I mean, what's going through your head, and how do you resolve all of that? Uh, a lot of what will shape my decision this year is how I'm how I'm holding up in the overall save category compared to my other competitors. Okay, uh, like. One guy that I'm going to have in virtually every league is Jason Adam for the Rays. Great arm, great stuff, and you know he's going to get some saves. Mm-hmm. I will look at speculating or rostering Jason Adam before I will speculating on a closer on a fringish type team. Interesting. Okay. Would you invest at, in Peter Fairbanks? No. Okay. Simply because the price you'll pay for Peter Fairbanks is considerably higher than the, the price you'll pay for Jason Adam. I would agree with that. And why would I, based on Tampa Bay's history and the yeah. way they've used closers in the past, hey, I like Fairbanks, but I don't want to pay for him. Yeah. I mean, and I think you have to. Yeah. I mean, if I were to say over under 20 saves for Peter Fairbanks, you'd probably say under. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. yeah Just based on what we've seen over the past what 15 20 years. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think anything is going to change with the Rays. Why would it? They've been successful with the model they're using, right? Why why would they make a change? Give me two or three names of guys who have a chance to become next season's Felix Batista 
And what I mean by that is Felix Batista, nobody heard of him, Timmy, as we were sitting mm-hmm. here in March of last year. Jorge Lopez was a rock star from a uh, from a closing situation. He was seemed to be clo- getting three to four saves a week. He gets traded, and Felix Batista just shoves it after that. Who Give me two or three. Who are going to be those guys this year that just shove it? A.J. Manager. Wow. Okay. Uh, Didn't expect that. Why are you saying that? That's with... Uh, is that that's with is he on even on this list? Oh yeah, he is. He is uh, the setup guy to Rachel Iglesias in Atlanta. Yeah, I know he's on Atlanta. Okay, well, good. Yeah. Oh, there it is, Mitchell. Yep, yep. I see him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. There's there's a pitcher I'm going to avoid totally. Iglesias. And I don't have yeah Iglesias. I don't have any reason other than a gut feeling, but mm-hmm. I think AJ Minter could really really surprise this year give me another one tim great name uh again are these sort of like sleepers or evan phillips for the dodgers i now yeah i I, I, I want the next i want the next guy that's going to get me 20 to 25 saves that people aren't thinking of so i guess these are sleepers yeah okay well if, if they're sleepers uh brendan white of the detroit tigers Interesting. Uh, last year, uh, down on the farm, 267 ERA, a .89 whip, 73 strikeouts in 67 okay. and a third. So okay. and, and he's a tiger. Okay, yeah. So so maybe they aren't. I'm not looking for sleepers. I'm looking for guys that we know about, Evan Phillips, mm-hmm. that feel yeah. like they can become that. And then maybe maybe White is truly a sleeper because nobody's heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, AJ Mentor is one, and uh, Danny Jimenez for the Athletics. That's good, and, and Evan Phillips is the second, and Danny Jimenez. Okay, Jimenez. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's a couple names for you. Yeah. All right, and the final question before we talk about sleepers: Give me two or three names that are going to lose their job by May first, and I want one, at least one of those to be. Oh boy, Racer Iglesias. Okay, that's an old boy. Okay. Uh, Paul Seawold. Wow, really? He's going to lose it to Munoz, huh? Yep. Is that Diego Castillo? Uh, the Mariners. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to put him number two just for you, but <laughs> I couldn't. Like, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> I know you can't. Yeah. <laughs> if he was in the number two slot, it would be akin to that move I made with the starting pitching in Seattle, right? That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gilbert ahead of. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, of, of George Kirby. Yep. yep. George Kirby. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bard. Yeah, you can say that every year. I mean, one year he won't do it. So Right. That that's a fairly easy one. Uh Estevez for the Angels. There's another one for you. Estevez for the Angels. Okay. Okay. It is good. All right, yep. That's good. All right. Uh, all right. Now give me a couple sleepers besides uh Barry White. Yeah, Brendan White. Brendan White. I know. It's a joke. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh Liam Hendricks. Ah, it's a great call. It really is. People, <laughs> he is he is a sleeper in context of redraft leagues this year, isn't he? He absolutely is, Timmy. That's a great yeah. call. 
a kid in Chicago that I absolutely love that I think we're going to hear a lot more of this year, Jeremiah Estrada. Same White Sox land or Cubs Cub land? Uh, Cubbies. Okay. Uh, last year, over three levels, making it to AAA, he struck out 78 and 48 in the third innings. Wow. Big arm. Uh, and again, there's opportunities in Chicago. Uh, Jimmy Hergett. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He got, I think, eight, nine saves last year. And I think he's going to take, I think he's going to have more saves than Estevez this year. Wow. Uh, Scott McGuff. In Arizona, I got to mention Scotty. Uh, By the way, that, I've, zero I've, point I've already, zero. I just played the zero point zero, but I did that earlier in the show. I apologize, everybody. Okay. I got it in too late. So Tim, yeah. he mentioned yeah. McGuff three times, and I finally said enough. <laughs> so yeah. zero point zero came out. So if you mention him <laughs> again, a zero point zero comes out. You get two like free it. ones, and then it costs two freebies. Him. Well, two that's freebies because you got a rostered on two of your teams now, right? I got just on one, just on just one, on and one. It, okay. it, it, part of it is just uh, I want to keep him. I want him to do really poorly. So of course we can. I can say, how's McGuff doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll be giving me the McGuff, right? Exactly, exactly. Jason Adam, I think he's a he's a great sleeper, yeah. especially in context of the team he plays on. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Aroldis Chapman. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. And I mentioned I don't think Josh Josh Bard's going to hold on to the job. Pierce Johnson Daniel, looks Daniel Bard. Oh, Daniel Bard, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Pierce Johnson could be the answer in Colorado. I have him on a couple of teams, Tim. I just grabbed him in the supplemental drafts, just looking and praying. I probably had Robertson yeah. on, the, on the team that I grabbed him on. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, and did you give me a 0.0 for that? Because Pierce Johnson returned to the Padres from? KBO. <laughs> NPB, but close, I think. I think it was uh, – it could have been the KBO. He definitely spent a few years in Asia before he came back. Yeah, Pierce Johnson was supposed to be a, a really good – it was a very good prospect and, and couldn't throw yeah, strikes. Was, so good for him. With uh, the Cubs, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. Timmy, that is a wrap. Let's take our final break, get back, and uh, let's wrap this puppy up and see what Tim's doing next week. I think it's Tout Wars, right? Yeah, it is. Great stuff, Timmy. Uh, love, love your closer report. We'll be updating it frequently. Probably a couple of uh, updates before the start of the season. It'll, it is a mainstay of our our Sunday show. We go through the closer report every week, and I make fun of it uh, because it's so frustrating to talk about these guys. It's just, it just, it's it's a rotisserie, Timmy. It just, it's over and over and over. They just roll off and come back on. Yeah, it's. There's going to be at least one, two bullpen arms mentioned every week of the waiver wire right from start to finish, right? Yep. It's never stable. So, no. Uh, but good, good stuff, Timmy. A little bit longer right. show than I thought we would do, but uh, we got the talking and, well, I thought it was good. Yeah, well, I hope there's some some of the names that I mentioned as sleepers and later later round picks. Uh, I hope that uh, provides value for our listeners. I, there's some there's some really good arms out there in situations where there could be opportunities, and I I think that's where one should be focusing. Agreed. Yeah, quality so, arms. So, Tout Wars is this week, Tim. What day is it? 
Tuesday night. And if people and, want to follow along, what what do they do? Uh, on the Can they come to your page. house and just sit with you? Well, Is that only work? only if they bring a Mickey of good top quality scotch? I don't want no rot gut in a brown paper bag. I want <laughs> okay. the good stuff. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, then they can look over my shoulder, and I'll even I'll even provo- provo- provide those little little hot dogs in a like a, in a wrap, okay, as as hors d'oeuvres, okay. Wow, well, that would be uh, pigs in a blanket. Yeah, them too. Yeah. Okay. So, so can, if people want to follow along, is is yeah. do you know where they can do that? Yes, on the Facebook page, I will put a link to the live draft, and I'll probably do, uh, like I did for Labor, I'll probably do a live blog and throw some comments out there. One interesting thing that did occur is I was, the way the draft order is determined in in Tout Wars is based on the prior year's standings. Whoever mm-hmm. finishes first gets first choice, and it just goes through. Uh, I finished 10th, so I assumed I'd be drafting in the 10th spot. But one of the people uh, uh, drafting in the oh the the top eight decided to go with the wheel pick. Mm, interesting. So I move up. Uh, I have my choice of where I want to draft. I'm going to go with number nine, hoping it moves me one step closer to Bobby Witt Jr. Oh, so is this something you just found out during the podcast or? Yeah, I just I'm just checking the the email right now from Todd, who is commissioning that league, Todd Zola, and he said, "Let's knock this off, Tim McLeod. It's your choice. Nine is now available." Wow! So you're going to go nine. So hopefully you'll get that uh, yes. Bobby Wood Jr. and it won't be Shoei Otani. So Mookie Betts yeah. could be there. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, you like yeah. the outfield there. Uh, hey, I've seen Juan Soto fall that far. He won't in an OBP league, but yeah. You never know when you look at the top picks, right? Would you take Jordan Alvarez there? Uh, the hand concerns me a bit. I would hope for a medical update between now and Tuesday. Uh, yeah, at 100%. Is it the same hand that he had last year? I'm really not sure. All I saw it flash up. Oh, let me just take a look here. I will go to my hyper hyperspeed, super fast Star Trek computer. Had to throw that Star Trek in there. Yeah, uh, I heard that. I, yes. fought, I fought with my cable providers the last two days, uh, Timmy, to get my fees lowered. So that mm. was uh, that was my annual ritual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dana Brown told ESPN on Tuesday, February twenty eighth, that Jordan Alvarez should should definitely be back for opening day. That's not enough confidence right now, I don't think, for me. Should definitely. Be definitely is confident. Should definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can read that, Dana. Yeah, okay. okay. No, so he's not in the picture. Okay. Timmy, it's a wrap, my friend. Yeah. Uh, we will talk uh, a week from Sunday, a uh, week from yeah. tomorrow. So uh, enjoy yeah. your week. Good luck with Tout Wars. Make us proud, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Rich. And safe travels to you on your journey to Florida. Hope you get all that pollen knocked off the vehicle without having to run through a car wash. And we can expect reports from you on Twitter, I assume. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I got some other stuff I'm doing down there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take a couple of pictures. I, we're going. We're definitely yeah, going to cool. two minor league or two uh, uh, major league um, 
spring training game. So for sure, mm. we're going to go see the Orioles. And then I think oh. I shared with you, I'm going to uh, Tropicana Field. So oh, okay, uh, air conditioning comfort. Yeah, I'm knocking that one off the uh, off the list. Ah, good for you. Well, anyhow, how you and Lori have a safe trip and a great time in Florida. Be well, Tim. Be safe. Be well. <laughs>